Point Church in Brisbane. Uh, Chardon is both a gifted uh, communicator and a gifted worship leader uh, and has uh, been part of the City Point uh, team for a long time and, and has on, been, uh, been on the last 10 albums. And currently him and his wife, uh, Jasmine, oversee their worship and creative team uh, for their 10 church campuses. And we're so privileged to, to have him here this morning. So can we welcome him up uh, as he comes to speak? Good morning, church. How are you? Are you good? How good is it being in the house of God this morning? So good. Can we put our hands together and just honour the worship team? Wasn't that incredible today? Dan and the team. Well, uh, my great privilege to be here today. Greetings from Australia, from the distant cousin just across the ocean. Um, So honoured to be here in your incredible church. Um, Even though Pastor uh, Luke and Pastor Stephen Beck aren't here today, I'd just really love to honour them for... Do you know that you're a part of an incredible church, hey? Like, even the fact that you have three morning services, like this place is packed three times, and then also this afternoon or tonight, if you would, for the 5 p.m. I want to encourage you. I get the great privilege to travel a little bit and share the gospel and share the good news of Jesus. And being a part of many churches, I want to encourage you, you're in a great church. You're a part of an incredible church. And sometimes we can become so familiar, we just think this is normal. But I want to encourage you today, this actually what's taking place, this isn't normal. What, What God's doing in this church, seeing the growth and the momentum of this community to reach the city of Auckland, to see them come in and get uh, filled with the things of Christ is truly remarkable. And so even though they're not here today, can we just honour your incredible leaders today and all the leaders of this incredible church, your pastors, leaders, Pastor Andy and... um, well, I'm from, as mentioned, City Point Church, uh, which is just like yourself, same ethos, same DNA, and heart of uh, Elam's church. Uh, we have 10 locations across the globe. Uh, we're about 12,000 people church, and my wife and I just have the great privilege to serve, like many of you do, serve in your local church. We believe the local church is the hope of humanity, and uh, every local church is valuable in the kingdom of God. And uh, even though we might have different names or different brands, we're family today, amen? We're brothers and sisters, and we're often when people talk about different churches and things, I just think, who, who really cares though? Like, we're going to be friends in heaven. Like, we might as well get good at it now. Let's, right? We're, we're from heaven's perspective. We're the sons and the daughters of Jesus Christ and Almighty God. And so uh, it's my great privilege to be here today. I got a quick photo of my wife and uh, my two awesome sons. This is Jasmine, who uh, keeps me alive. She's amazing, by the way. She's not just a pretty face, but she's a beautiful woman, the love of my life. And uh, on the left here, we have Knox Archibald, the ringer, and he is a legend. He He is uh, uh, five years of age. And then here in the yellow, we have Hunter Duke, who's six years of age. And so he's actually here with us today. Hunter, do you want to give a quick wave? Hello to everyone. So cool having you here today, mate. I'm so pumped you're with me. You're a legend. And so pray for us. We have a five-year-old and a six-year-old. So prayers are welcome. Not only will I be praying and ministering, but I would love your prayers as well. These guys are awesome. Uh, Are you ready for the Word of God today? I pray you've come with expectancy and faith for what God's going to do in your life. You know, without faith, it's impossible to please God. How big is that, right? So I encourage you, this is not some monologue where I'm going to preach at you, but I really pray that this is, uh, you know, more of a transaction of the living Word of God in your life 
for your life to see you walk out and be everything God's called you to be. So open up the Word of God with me today. We're going to turn to uh, John chapter 15. Now, exciting news, we're reading Jesus' words today. So the whole Bible is pretty important, right? But when Jesus is speaking, it's kind of a big deal. So uh, we're pretty excited to read these words. He was speaking to His disciples. So essentially what He's doing here, church, is He's speaking to you and I today in 2019. He says these incredible words. And he says here in John chapter 15, verse 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, this is Jesus speaking to you and I. He says, so I have loved you, abide in my love. And if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and I abide in His love. Verse 11, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Amen. Verse 12, it says, This is my commandments, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than someone who would lay down his life for his friends. Now, the title of my message today, for those that are taking notes or on your iPhone, or if you're like my wife and you're old school, you love pen to paper, take this down. The title of my message this morning is A Dynamic Relationship. Everybody join with me and say, Dynamic? Dynamic Relationship. Now, have you ever been in any kind of relationship? It may be um, your husband or wife. It may be a distant a relative. It might be your next door neighbor. It could be a work colleague. It could be a university colleague. It could be any type of relationship. Maybe someone you go to gym with. It could be anything at all. And your relationship is really, really bland, like really dull. Like you try so hard to engage with them. Maybe it's even here at church. You're like, hey, Barry. And they're like, good to see you. And they keep walking. You're like, are you kidding me? Third week in a row. What a, what a guy. Um, so, you know, those people that you, you ask open-ended questions, like how's your week been? How, how's life? You know, what are your dreams? And they give you those closed, like one-worded answers, like good. And you're like, okay, um, what music are you into? What have you been music? Oh, not much. You're like, Okay, this is getting hard work. Um, hey, uh, like there's nothing dynamic. There's nothing in common. Your humor is different. Your interests, hobbies are different. It's, it is getting so bad that like you or them are bringing up the weather. Like it's getting real terrible now. Like it's very hard work. Well, uh, recently, a couple of years ago, there was a, a study by social psychologists in the USA that did a two-year study on Western cultured relationships. Now, this is interesting, right? Because not only is this Americans, but participants were from Australia or Oceania, if you would. So you and I would relate to this. And the studies and the results would actually relate to us here today, potentially, that 92% of the participants that were involved in an unenthusiastic relationship. So we're talking about relationships that suck, like terrible relationships. 92% of us actually credit the other party for being the blame of the unenthusiastic relationship. Now, how interesting is this? Because we know statistically that's impossible. It's a 50-50 it's a relationship with any relationship, one person with another. But 92% of us actually blame the other party. Now, this is funny. Aren't we funny as humans? Yet when we're in a really thriving, healthy, dynamic relationship, we'd probably credit ourselves because we've got great interpersonal skills and we're selfless and we're generous people. But when in an undynamic dynamic relationship, 92% of us potentially, even in this room, would say that's due to the, the other person because I'm actually a great human being and I'm actually really good at engaging people and asking open-ended questions and being interested in their hobbies. But you know what's interesting in our relationship with Christ, 
If we were to ever find ourselves in an undynamic relationship, you, there's not one percentage of us that could ever blame the other party. It's never as a result of God. But in fact, today, I wanna encourage you today, you're entitled to live the most significant, spiritual, fruitful relationship that you want to. You can live your greatest spiritual life. It's all up to you. God's intention for us, when God created all of humanity and every living thing that we see within a week, He didn't do all that just to have a bland, sterile relationship with you and I. Who, who knows the love of the Father? It's infinite. It's, his love for us is more than our brains can physically fathom. His love for you and I is so significant, more even than the love you have for a spouse or for maybe for a partner here today. That's the love He has for us and He desires a dynamic relationship one that's enthusiastic, one that's passionate, one that's genuine, one that's actually singing genuine transformation of life on life. That's the relationship the Spirit of God desires to have. You know, the Bible tells us when Jesus paid the ultimate sacrifice, a horrific death, that you and I may live in true life and freedom, a life abundant, right? Then He ascends to heaven. He says to His disciples, some of His final words to us, you and I, aka the Christians of 2019, the disciples, there's a, are there any disciples here today, right? He says to you and I, I'm, I'm gonna leave you, I'm gonna ascend to heaven, which imagine, imagine seeing this for starters. This is a good movie. If like Warner Brothers need to make another, it's like, let's make this, Jesus ascend, this is not a fairy tale, right? This actually, how He ascends to heaven. He says, I'm gonna leave you to the disciples with society. Uh, in fact, greater days are gonna come with you in charge than me here. I'm gonna leave you and I'm gonna give you a gift, a, a friend, a helper called the Holy Spirit. He's gonna light your path. He's gonna comfort your life. And greater days, greater things we will see with you and the Spirit of God. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead now lives in you, right? How amazing is that transaction? And then he just, boof, smoke, like drop mic and just goes to heaven, right? He just leaves and says, you got it. Now, has anyone like me is like raised the, well, not like me, but has anyone raised the dead in the last couple of days? Any hands? No, anyone seen some blind eyes? Like Jesus did some pretty amazing things, right? And he's actually saying humanity, all of society, the beautiful nation of New Zealand, the city of Auckland is in better hands with the Spirit of God and you, a multitude of disciples leading the way activating the things of God in many different directions. You know, I wanna encourage you today, it's incredible to be in the house of God. What a great, like how amazing is the being in the presence and the company of Jesus. Uh, worship today, Dan and um, what's the beautiful, Adele, how can I forget the name? She's the singer with the voice, Adele. And the, and the whole team that led us in worship today, you know, when we come into the court, into the very throne room of God, in the presence of God, our lives cannot not be changed. You know, anyone that was in the company or the presence of Jesus, their life was radically changed, right? And it's just the same for you and I. We come in here and we come into the dwelling place, the tabernacle, the presence of God that is hosted here. And we come and we, we have the breath of God over our lives. We are completely transformed, right? But I want to encourage you, church doesn't just finish here in these four walls today. You know, when we go out for lunch today and when we go into our, our workplace tomorrow morning, like church is tomorrow too. Because this isn't the church, like we are the church. You and I, the body of Christ, we are the representation of Jesus. So we've actually got a pretty exciting job to do. Like, I don't know, have you ever seen those Christians and they're kind of like boring? Have you ever met someone and you're like, are you okay? You're like really, like, are you okay? Because I'm pretty sure when I read the Bible, like we have the fullness of Christ living in us. We have the power of God to do the supernatural. We have the opportunity to see deaf people, people that are suffering in like broken and bound and lost, 
find freedom as a result of our invitation. Uh, Jesus isn't up there saying, well, you know, I've got to get it all done. No, he's saying, no, 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 you're, no, you're the remnant. No, you're the representation of me. No, you're my hands and feet. No, 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 no you, it's time for you to get your hands dirty. Like I did the example, I did, I did the 33 years, like it's your turn. And I gave you my spirit. So, so really church, like tomorrow should be pretty exciting. Like we wake up in the morning and we're waking up saying, Holy Spirit, like, let's go on an adventure today. Like what are we doing today? Spirit of God that dwells in me, the power of God that lives in me. Let's activate this thing. Proverbs 18, it says, life and death is in the power of the tongue. So you and I have the opportunity to speak life today. You have the opportunity to speak life into someone's life that's broken today. And so for me, I wanna, I wanna speak to you about this, this concept of a dynamic relationship. And I pray today you leave here encouraged. I pray you leave here challenged in your relationship because uh, our God is a good God. He's a good Father. And He's given us all authority. All the, all the opportunity is in your hands. The ball is in your court, church, to have the most dynamic relationship with Jesus. You know, often I think about our prayer lives and um, sometimes, especially some of us that have a, a healthy or consistent prayer habit, if you would, we can sometimes unintentionally contain it to a certain time of day in a certain location. I remember this time I was sharing with the service before, praying, you know, passionately and thinking I was doing a really good thing, praying for my wife and my kids and my church and my city and what God wants to do in and through our lives and uh, the future and seeing people in our family and community that aren't yet saved. I, I love to call them pre-Christians. They're not, not Christians, they're pre-saved because God's desire is not, not one shall perish. And so praying for our family and our, our community that don't yet uh, walk with Jesus and the Holy Spirit just interrupt. And anyone find the Holy Spirit can be a bit rude sometimes? Like mid-prayer, He wants to talk to me. I'm like, are you, are you kidding? This is my turn. Like, uh, and He says to me, hey, 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 hey. Um, hey, John, oh, that's really cool. Like the little, like the tick box list things you're praying for, all the like the same things we talk about like every day. Um, I'm really bored with this prayer. Like I know you, you mean well, like your heart is trying to do what you think is the, the, the right thing to do, but um, I'm real. So imagine having a conversation with your wife and you just say the parrot fashion, six tick box things to pray for every day at the same time of the day, even in the same room. And all of a sudden it's like, uh, let's have a real conversation now. Like, let's talk about like what you could do tomorrow on the way to work. Maybe instead of driving a certain direction, I want you to take maybe, God forbid, like maybe a different direction to actually go see someone on the side of the street that actually needs love. Like these hampers, these, these love boxes you're doing as a church. Church, what an opportunity to connect with the local church to actually see love, hope, and joy infiltrated into our streets, into our communities at a Christmas time of families that need the love of Jesus. They probably don't need, you know, the book of Deuteronomy preached over their life. They're not going to care less, but a hamper of love, a pack of love that actually says, no, we, this is love in action. This is, this is Christ in pure form. Um, we don't know you. We don't know your story. We don't know your background. We, we're not here to judge you, but Jesus loves you regardless, right? What a gift. And it's the same with our prayer life that the Holy Spirit actually wants to go on adventure today. He, he, even when you go to, um, it's Countdown. Countdown. We call it Woolies, a Woolworths in Australia. Uh, same branding. So we're, we're pretty much friends. Um, Australia, New Zealand, it's all the same, right? Um, we have some of your guys. You have some of our guys. Uh, we're family. But, uh, you know, even in Countdown, uh, can I encourage you, like, I, I know for me, me, me being a Christian or me sharing the love of Jesus is not dictated to a platform or a stage. Like, I can be a minister of the gospel and never be on a stage or have a microphone ever again. Because I can go to Countdown this afternoon with my son to pick up something for our kids on the way home. And I know that I can ask the Holy Spirit or not, 
what can I do in this moment? This opportunity you've given me, I'm here in the city of Auckland or you're maybe in your street corners. What is it that you desire? Surely I'm not here just to pick up some groceries. Maybe there's someone of the hundreds in this store that do not yet know Jesus, don't know about Him, maybe have heard some things about Him that aren't even true. Maybe have a preconceived idea about what church is or what we believe. And meanwhile, there you are, the hands and feet of Jesus, that you can dispel all those wrong myths and misconceptions and bring the love of Christ. You know, the only way to do that is by having a genuine, dynamic relationship with God Himself. It's not religious activity or attending church will not provide the power of God when we need the power and the Spirit of God. It's having an actual dynamic relationship. Anyone like me, uh, can we put our hands together for all these people that just got married over like 20 years, 30 years, all the anniversaries today? Amazing. Absolutely amazing. So I'm practically an infant of marriage. I'm like nine years in. Pray for me, right? And so hoping that this goes a long time. It's so far so good. My wife is beautiful. I'm thankful. But... uh, the goal here, right, of marriage is you don't get comfortable, right? I'm nine years in, I'm starting to learn. You need to work hard to be intentional with the marriage, to continue to serve. How do we keep it dynamic? How do I continue to serve my wife or wives serving your husband so that this is a lifelong marriage, right? It's the same with our relationship with God. If, if we find ourselves getting too comfortable or too complacent in your walk with God, all of a sudden your relationship will be stifled. But when we choose to say, Lord God, I actually wanna be activated. I wanna be enthused once again. I want, I want my first love to come back into my heart, then I'm excited when I wake up that I get, we get to be in relationship with the God of the universe. Like the creator of all things church loves you. Like, I don't know if anyone, like he knows you. Like he's, he doesn't, his view of you, maybe he doesn't see what everyone else really sees. Like the, you know, like the nice version of you, the Sunday version of like, hey brother, hey, how you going? Great, had a great week. Of course, always. God bless you, bro. See you next Sunday. Okay. You know, no, he doesn't, he doesn't just see that. He sees the real you. Like, the messy side of you, the, the vomit on the way to church with the kids and yelling in the car. And then you get, hey, here's my perfect family. God bless. Lamentations again, can't get out of it. Love that book. You know, that sort of side that we can sometimes, you know, but God sees the real you, like the everyday you. And you know what's amazing? He loves it. He's so passionate. He's on the edge of his seat, on his throne room saying, like, please engage me. Like, yeah, I actually spent time designing and fashioning you and creating you the exact way that you are. Like the gifts, and the, I, I made you and I'm, you, you were made in my image. I'm so madly in love with you. No, you don't want to talk to me today? Okay, um, we'll try for tomorrow. Wakes up, you wake up in the day. You just, what do you do? Coffee, work, got into Meanwhile, the king of the universe, El Shaddai, creator of all things, is madly in love with us. Longing for a dynamic relationship, like longing for this engagement. Like, come on, like there's people literally two houses from you. If you would get out of your home and your little box and like actually maybe, I don't know, cook some cookies and make an excuse of a reason to knock on the door and just actually build a bit of a relationship. Like uh, you're not just in that street, just out of coincidence. No, no, I actually created you for 2019, knowing the exact street you'd live in for the people literally four hours. Like, would you, I know you go to church heaps. Like I know you're even maybe a life group leader or maybe you even run growth track. That's so cool. But hey, hey, would, um, can we have a dynamic relationship outside of the four walls? Like, hey, hey, like in your home, like, let me in. And uh, my prayer for you today is that I've come here today not just to, to preach a just really nice word that you'd go home going, woo, those Aussies are great. But I really pray by the Spirit of God that He would stir your heart to the core today. He's madly in love with you. He's wanting to engage with you today. Let's not be complacent in our relationship, church, for the sake of a nation, for the sake of a beautiful city called Auckland, the city of God. 
Can I urge you today, let's not be complacent or comfortable in this dynamic relationship we've been invited into. Choose your calling over comfort today. Can I encourage you? Choose calling. It's not easy, but man, it's the most fruitful life you'll ever live. You know, in our relationships, in our marriages, it's so easy to become complacent. It's so easy in our relationship with Christ to become complacent. But today I really pray, um, the worship team are gonna come in a few moments. And I'm really gonna believe for breakthrough here today. There's people in this particular service, you need healing, not, not only in your body, even your mind, uh, from the social pressures and um, anxiety and depression and things that you're, you're struggling with and they're real challenges. But uh, God wants to bring breakthrough in your life today. He's the Prince of Peace. And his desire for you is that you'll walk out of this place whole. And I myself have actually journeyed uh, poor mental health and have had to find what the Word of God says about me. Um, and, and I'm not con- saying we should not seek professional help. In fact, I would encourage the importance of that God has created knowledge and wisdom and professionals and counsellors. And these things are so important. Married together with the Word of God is a great solution for your life. The Word of God tells us that you have the mind of Christ. And so to me, for your life today, I pray that as the team come in a few moments, I I see that people that have, yeah, just, you're weary-hearted, you're struggling in your mind. I see people being awakened. The Holy Spirit wants to activate you and almost this acceleration, this electricity to come into your life. All of a sudden, you're enthused about the things of God. All of a sudden, you can't wait to get out of the four walls to actually, you know, proactively with maybe with your family or something, you're gonna start to make some Christmas cookies and actually start to engage your street and actually maybe invite them to this incredible production, all these things, right, that God's desiring for our city. It's amazing to sit in church, but like, is anyone else's bum get sore just sitting there for services every Sunday without maybe doing something with it? Like, get, let's get our little butts out there and actually do some stuff, right? Let's actually be Christ to our humanity, our society. I just want to read this passage again, Jesus' words as the team start to play. These powerful words of Jesus, when He says, if you abide in me, my words, and if, my, if you abide in me, sorry, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is amazing, church. If we could activate this in our lives, the word abide actually means to live in submission and in accordance with when you study that word. So He is saying to us, if you abide in me, if you live in submission and in accordance with me, ask whatever you wish. Now that's a pretty cool relationship. Now I think about my wife, like when I give her my credit card, imagine if I was like, you can have whatever you want forever. Like I actually have a bit of a funny joke, like, um, if someone was to steal my credit card, I kind of wouldn't be that mad about it. I'm like, they spend less than my wife, so like they can keep my card, uh, right? But imagine ladies, ladies here today, can we just get real on a Sunday morning? Imagine like your husband saying, like ask whatever, what, whatever you wish. And it'll be, this, is, this is like Jesus is trumping every dude in the room today. Jesus is like, I'm the ultimate provider and lover, right? But hear me, I know sometimes we misunderstand this scripture. If you read earlier, it's actually, Jesus is teaching about the true vine. He talks about that. He's the true vine and we're the branches. And here He's saying, if you abide in me later on, He says, and your words abide in you, then you can ask whatever you wish. It's because He's not threatened about your request. He's a big God. And He knows you're not gonna make requests that are, you know, 19 Lamborghinis, all those kind of things. Because when we, when we abide in Christ, our requests are only kingdom-minded requests. If we abide and live in submission with Him, all of a sudden the requests we have are only, it's like being a mango tree and as if we're ever, as the branches producing apples, all we know to do is provide and create mangoes because we're in submission to the 
to the vine, right? It's the same in the kingdom of God. So us here today, that living and abiding and submitting to God, your requests He knows are only gonna be kingdom-minded requests that seek the kingdom of God first and see His kingdom established right here on earth. So He's saying, yeah, so when you abide in me, go for it. You ask whatever you wish. Maybe for some of us here today, you've given up asking. Maybe for some of us here today, it's time to have a bigger ask. Maybe here today, God has bigger bigger ventures for you and your family, larger and more influential businesses. And I see young entrepreneurs here today that God actually wants to activate that you would actually use the gifts He's given you to advance the Kingdom of God, to influence all the spheres of society because you have a big ask and you're not afraid. The next Scripture Jesus says here as well, it says, by this, my Father is glorified. And anyone want God to be glorified or His name to be exalted across the nations? It says, by this, my Father is glorified that you what? You bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Do you know what's amazing about this passage? Jesus is giving you and I permission to not have to preach down everyone's throat. In the workplace, He's not saying, open up Deuteronomy and quote it. to No, 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 no. He's saying, you know what? Just, just bear fruit. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so, and so prove to be my disciples. Anyone wanna prove the reality of Jesus to a lost and hurting society? Do you know what it is? It's just bearing fruit, church. It's just living in the Spirit of God, activating the Spirit of God and saying, I want a dynamic relationship with you. I wanna abide in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all the, all the gifts, all the fruit of the Spirit. That's the actually opportunity we have to prove the reality of God they, they might call themselves atheists. They may have a title. They may have another religion above their name. Uh, can I encourage you, like, uh, don't let that limit your ability to prove the reality of Jesus. You know how we do it? The pressure's off you and I to have to know all the right things and say all the right. We just got to bear fruit, church. For some of us here, I think we're even, some of us are maybe too complacent. And, and today the Holy Spirit's knocking on your door saying, hey, let's go. Let's get on a bit of a dynamic relationship here. There's so much more for you. I have a free, free life full of abundance for your life. But some of us on the other side, I think are almost working too hard. And God's saying, hey, stop, stop trying to preach. Stop trying to ram, ram me down the throat. Why don't you just abide in me and, and take the pressure off yourself and just be fruitful. Just live out the Spirit of God. Because if we could activate a dynamic relationship in the secret place, man, when we engage people, when we walk, all of a sudden our shadows are healing people from depression. Our shadows are breaking chains free of people with anxiety. Our shadows are setting people free. So I'd love us just to stand to our feet. The Holy Spirit's here today, church. I haven't just come from another country all the way here to just say some words and encourage you, but we need a manifestation, a move of God in this place. And I know it's the great heart of the Father today to engage your life, to engage your thoughts, to engage your mind, to activate the Spirit of God in your life. And for some of us here, maybe you're here and you'd say, hey, child, and I, I can kind of identify with what you're saying. I, I think I found myself a bit, I don't know, a bit complacent, like... um. You know, maybe I, I'm a pocket worshiper. You know what? That, I'll explain what that is. Ever gone to church? We do it on Sunday mornings. It's like Western cultured cosmopolitan. Like we like a, a coffee latte in one hand, and like the pocket, and the hands in the pocket in the other hand. We're like, it's kind of like comfy church. Like, it's kind of no one relate. Maybe it's just Australian thing. And then like you know, we might get out Instagram. You know, hashtag God is good. I'm at church again or something. And we get back to the hand in the pocket and the latte. And we're like, hmm, church is good. Yeah, Dan's voice is pretty okay today. Yeah, I like this song. Yeah. This does it for me. You know, meanwhile, all of heaven is roaring the praises of God. There's no angel with a hand in pocket. Uh, it's completely abandoned to God uh, in surrender to Jesus. And today, maybe the Holy Spirit's just, just knocking on your heart saying, hey, have you got a bit too comfortable? Like, you may be a bit too familiar with actually this, the joy of your salvation. Like, have you forgotten how 
how lucky you actually have it. Like maybe, maybe, come on, let's, maybe let's, let's start with a conversation. Like maybe let me love on you again. Just keep, maybe it's time for those walls or those barriers or those things that have kept you bound. Maybe it's time to, to let's, let's remove those things this morning. Uh, and maybe I'm actually gonna come in and fill your heart again with actual joy. Jesus has promised, church. He says here, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you, amen? And that your joy may be full. It's time for the church to be the people, the most, not just artificial Instagram happy, like I'm talking about genuine joy. I'm talking about no matter what persecution or what heartache or what circumstances come around our life, that you can walk face in the face of giants and say, my joy is full. For my God is for me, what can stand against me? That you can walk into any circumstance and say, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. For my God lives in me. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within me. And so as we sing, I I just wanna encourage you in this moment, just close your eyes. Just find your space right now. Holy Spirit, we thank You so much that You're alive, You're active, Your Word is a two-edged sword. We pray right now, Spirit of God, on open heaven, we pray, we, we ask God, as You asked us to pray, Your Kingdom come, Your will be done. Right here, heaven on earth, we pray. As we open up our hearts, if you feel comfy, church, just stretch your hands right now. Stretch them right up to heaven. Holy Spirit, awaken us. Any dead or weary bones right now, I pray. Rivers, rivers of living water right now. Sweep this place in the Name of Jesus. We thank You, Holy Spirit, for an an awakening of the reality of Your love for us, an awakening and a passion and a heart cry for this city that needs You more than we even understand. A city that is longing for truth, longing for peace, longing for love. Lord God, fill us, our cup overflowing right now. Fill us, fill us, fill us, fill us, fill us, God, that we may pour out, pour out, pour out. I pray dynamic relationship and awakening and excitement and exhilaration in relationship with You by the Spirit of God. And just with every hand raised, every eye closed, come on, we're gonna start to lift our voice. Proverbs 18, life and death. It's in the power of our tongues. So come on, let's use it. Let's sing today. Let's sing today. We're singing live today. We sing hallelujah.